everybody. Welcome back to Draco's Den. I'm a couple of days late releasing this episode, but I just had to take a couple of uh, days to edit after I did the actual recording. Um, today's topic, I wanted to do something a little bit more fun, and this idea was inspired by my best friend, Kit. So we have a our opinions on the best anime characters as well as for my part the absolute worst anime characters and in terms of best and worst we're not talking about who's good and who's evil we're talking about who's the better written and flushed out so that means you'll see a combination of villains um and protagonists on the pay on the list um but you will also hear some that I think that they could just vanish from an anime and actually improve it. And my listing will be a little bit um, more, I guess, standard just because I have more of a standard view of anime versus Kit and her husband, Too Easy, who um, have seen quite a bit more anime than me and have gone a little bit more into the weeds with some. So... They may have some that are newer. Mine will be a little bit more uh, popular or mainstream, but this is going to be our discussion, and it's it's a long one, but it's worth it, on our opinion on the best and worst anime characters with a couple of just honorable mentions and some shows that you know we just recommend checking out. Yeah, this is the part where you get to introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, this is too easy. And this is Kit. Neat. Okay. Hello, everybody. Kit here. Hello. Okay. So now, at this point, we know why we're here. So we're talking about uh, what were we? How do we phrase it? The best anime characters, I guess. And we're also going to throw in the word. Okay. I want to rant. Fair enough, fair enough. Bad and interesting animes, at least here, that are not the popular ones, I think. Okay, yeah. We're here to discuss, like, characters, and they can be, like, old-school characters, like, from our 90s childhood nostalgia characters, or they can be from, like, the most recent anime. Um, I think the awesome thing is that we have so many characters to choose from, simply because there's such a diverse amount of anime. So I'm pretty confident that... Between the three of us, we'll even cover some characters that, you know, one of us may not even know. And to be fair for this list, um, actually, we should probably state that how you came up with the idea for this list, because you kind of came up with this. Oh, okay. Well, let's do this. Yeah, okay. you I would like to call out <laughs> a particular uh, group of YouTubers. Uh, RCW is awesome they're hilarious i love them rdc rdc is awesome and i love them they're hilarious but they did like a top 10 anime characters like best anime character list and of course it was just their opinions but the list was just abysmal it was just horrible and worst of all in my opinion there's absolutely no female character representation in their at, at all like did you forget that there just happens to be you know bad bitches out there in anime and y'all just don't know where the bad bitches are like 
Uh, you could yeah, you didn't even mention Usagi. Like <laughs> she's like the OG bad bitch. Like what the hell? For those so, who don't um, know who the hell she means, um, you know, she's talking about Sailor Moon when she says Usagi because she assumes yeah, Serena, or Serena in the American version, yes. But yeah, so meatball I, head. I right, meatball head. Everybody knows meatball head. <laughs> so everyone, I figure that this would be a, a good topic for us to talk about, like. The, ba- the basic character, like Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy was like the number one best character for them. And I was just like, man, there are so many other characters better than Luffy. Like, no no offense to your One Piece fans out there. And but, we're not talking about uh, fighting because I feel like RDC will mainly focus on people who fight. I mean, we're talking about the top they're fighters. They're talking about those who throw hands. Yeah, but they didn't say that. If you're sitting there making the top 10 best fighting characters, then I get, it would actually make a little bit of sense that Luffy would be on there. But you said best anime characters. Right. <laughs> like, there's more to being a best anime character than being a being a good fighter. For the record, I mean all the offense to the one D fans. <laughs> Don't do that. It's not fair to trash other people's likes. Hey, if you if you I'm choose to watch the somebody. I know. Well, we all have our anime trashed by a certain somebody, a certain people everywhere. I'm just saying I don't stray away from the, the uh, controversy of trashing a popular anime. So <laughs> before we get into actually listing them, we should qualify our list because they didn't qualify. So they didn't mention in what way they felt these were the best. So for us, we're looking at them as a character overall, which means they don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. They don't have to be the strongest fighter. They don't have to be the protagonist of the show. They just have to be best character. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I ain't starting this. So who wants to start off? <laughs> I ain't starting this. I'll, I'll shoot off. Here. All right, go ahead. So, like on mine, I'll start off with like. Oh, the and, first one I, and mention the anime too before I, I mention the character. Yeah. So I'm going with Durara, which is my first one here. And my favorite one, who was like to me the life of the show here, who I always just, it gave me happiness to see this person get into some bullshit. Shizuha Hiwazawa. Oh, man. He was awesome. Every time I saw him, he was pissed off and he was throwing something <laughs> obnoxiously big for the sake of trying to kill Isaiah. He screamed Isaiah. Like, like both of them saying each other's name was like Inuyasha and Kagome yeah. screaming each other's names. Only, only Isaiah never really called Shiro. Uh, yeah, she's always Shiro like he always says his name, name quietly. Like I'm yeah. gonna fuck with Shizuha today. Yeah, just because it gives me something to do. <laughs> and Shizuha was just like throwing fucking refrigerators. Like he, like he's famous to me because he punched a man so hard. That he flipped in midair and his clothes came off from the punch. It was great. It was so epic. And when he fell on his neck, you just felt like, well, that guy's dead. <laughs> He's severely dead. I mean, this man would come out and just be coming out throwing cars. Yes. He threw like a whole car at Isaiah one time. It was amazing. Right. You could and you could just up oh, their destruction corner of the city. 
Is that Shizua again? And, it, and then uh, you look up like, yeah. And, and there's Isaiah running away. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my next one is Bungo Stray Dogs. Danza. That boy, and I'm going to be butchering the name, so forgive me, anime community, but it is what it is. Is it Dizon? Dizon. I don't even know how to say it. Anyway, he, when you first met this character, Dizani. he was literally floating up in a river here because his suicide attempt failed. And he was in good spirits because he just dreamed of doing the most retarded suicidal tendencies ever. And all I could do was look at him and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you see his backstory in like season two where Oh, are we allowed to speak spoilers? Yes. Spoil away. Uh, well, okay. heads up. Spoilers. Anyway. Spoilers, y'all. So, season two, you see his backstory. And this man was the epitome of mafia. He didn't give a fuck about you. He didn't give a fuck about your mama here. Yo, my boss said you had to go. Guess what time it was? Bitch, you had to go. I didn't, He did not give four rounds of a fuck. It reminded me of an old Asian movie where he just barged in and everybody was just blasting their Tommy guns while he didn't blink an eye. He just watched the whole thing because he didn't want to blink to miss it. Only then when one of his homeboys died in a fucked up way, he was like, okay, I'll go be a good guy now. But I'm going to be a good guy who wants to commit suicide. I don't know how the fuck that worked, but it worked. So, Bongo Stray Dogs, the entire anime series and the movie Bad Apple they did was good. I was satisfied with all of it. Uh, next character. This one went all over the place. Ushi and Tora. That anime... Damn, there was so much happening there. Like, I never thought I could hate a character that caused so much shit while they were hiding like fucking, and I, this is going to be another Inuyasha reference, apparently, Naraku. There was a main character called, called Kikimono or something like that. And she was like the ugliest nine-tailed demon fox you could ever imagine. White and silver looking as fuck, but that face, a mother would have slid her eyeballs instead of her fucking wrists not to look this bitch in the face. Like, that's a ugly nine-tailed demon. And it was huge as hell. Like, it took like the entire yokai community of demons to try to kill this bitch. And even then, you had to take somebody with a magic... But the long story of that shit, I'm not trying to get caught up in anime, I'm talking about the character. Tora was good. Tora went and found this spear that was stuck in the demon. And his character development from the moment he got the spear... In fact, he hated his ability or think he wasn't worthy part way here. Then he manned up by the end after he found his mom. It was like, fuck it. All I care about is my mom here. Uh, he went through like a roller coaster of like emotion development to the point where he's like, I'm what I committed to at the beginning of this. I'm going to carry it out to the end, even though it damn near broke my entire fucking world. So him manning up going that far here. That was great. Here goes a popular anime character everybody should have known about by now. Demon Slayer Tanjiro. There's really not too many anime characters I see 
that sympathize with their enemies. Like, he pities just about every damn demon he done killed except for the one who, you know, murdered his family. He, he's like, I'll, I want to see how he, what face he'll make when he killed that one. Because that motherfucker looked like Michael Jackson. Like, ah, but like one demon, she cried and had her hands up like, please kill me. And he gave her like the, like the most painless death he could. That woman just knew she was going to sleep permanently. And he gave everybody the sad, I'm sorry I had to kill you. I'm sorry I had to kill you. I'm sorry I had to kill you. But you, Michael Jackson, looking motherfucker, I'm not going to be sorry when I kill you. You killed my parents. Not Michael Jackson looking motherfucker, though. Dude! <laughs> Hold up. Momentarily, child trying to puke on me. We're good. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So... And another good character. This anime pretty much broke. It partially broke me because it looked as so humble and sweet at first. Then I found out it was dark as shit. Magi, Labyrinth of Magic. Watch it now on Netflix if you want to. Yeah, that was good shit. Like the character was pretty much the world is a beautiful place and everything's great. Then introduce the antagonist, and it's like, oh, there's murder in here. Oh, this shit is dark. Wait, what the fuck? But Magi was so good, though. Magi was a really good series. I I appreciated how it got real, honestly. It was pretty awesome. Yep. It went from, like you said, it went from being like this kitty, let's like, it literally took you, like, let's go on an adventure. And then you found out, oh, no. And this adventure was way more real than I anticipated. All right. So oh, now dear. I'm going to move on to my the the world would be better off without these characters, but they were necessary for this anime to happen. I'm going to start off with the least and Michael this going to fuck I'm sorry, Kit this going to fuck you up too. The least dickhead evil character of them all. And this is going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting off with Johan Liebert from Monster. And he's the least? He's the least. Okay, fair enough, because he's he's a manipulator. Johan but... Liebert is a character who enjoyed causing mayhem because, as Kit just told me earlier, he wanted to die. As a child, he got shot in the fucking forehead and he didn't and he wasn't satisfied with surviving that apparently. He still wanted the worst death possible. And to make sure he got the worst death possible here, or at least to somebody to fucking kill him, he antagonized every community that he came across to the point where he was going to be like the next Hitler. Only an upgrade version. That's how horrible Johan was. And Johan turns out wasn't even his real fucking name. It was the the best alias he went by here. Because he left his childhood name behind because that's, you know, his past life from being shot in the head and him coming back from it here. I'm going to go by this name here. 
Like every time you saw him, it was like a cult of assholes who were all about trying to satisfy this man. And keep in mind, I said that was going to be like an upgrade version of Hitler. And he's the least on my list. You can imagine how the rest of this shit's going to go. Next up. Shuryu from Akame Kill. I've never seen such a happy bitch in my life next to Yuno when it came to murdering motherfuckers. Shuryu, the justice girl? Yes. Hmm. Like, I thought you... Justice! I thought (laughs) Yuno was batshit crazy. She is batshit crazy. Yes, but in compared to this bitch here, who is stupidly happy about murdering anybody who she considers on the wrong side of justice. So long as you feel like you're on the good side of justice here, you're okay not to kill. But if you even do, like, you like you walked out of the grocery store with an apple you didn't pay for it, she would immediately kill you because you instantly stepped on the wrong side of justice to her. Like, before you could walk in and pay for it, like, nope, 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 that was your mistake. You should have paid for it in advance. I'm going to kill you now. Bitch, I got the money for it. What the fuck is your prop? Dead. Justin! <laughs> right. I was like, bitch. <laughs> and then you got a dog that you merge with who becomes more demented and deranged every time it takes damage. And by the time you both fucking die, you are the most sickly, demented faces I've ever seen in anime history. Mm-hmm. And now this is going to be a great mention. Hellsing Ultimate Alucard. Draco, you you saw that, right? Would you say Alucard is a tragic character? No, I wouldn't. Only thing tragic about him was the fact that he was out his final battle here the one human who was testing him and pushing him the hardest bitched out and used underhanded tactics where he was sad about it. No, I want you to fight me as a man, as a human. Don't do this. He, so as a tragic character, no. Because he loved what he was doing. But, he grinned all the time about shooting motherfuckers in the face. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, but uh, well, even he, I, I was, I was thinking that she meant more his backstory and his origin as to how he became Alucard. Yeah, and the fact that they killed his wife, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, like the reason why he doesn't give a fuck about humanity and enjoys killing them and shit is because of where he come from. That's always Dracula's story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm so used to that. It's like the equivalent of Batman's parents dying. It's like, eh. <laughs> because Batman's not Batman while his parents dying. Not the sad shit. <laughs> and like all these movies we keep seeing about Batman is like, well, gotta mention his parents being murdered. Gotta mention his parents being murdered. I mean, yeah. they remember to remind you that his parents were murdered. Yeah. And then the other, I was and like, then, and yes, then, I fucking remember. Other multiverse, he had to die. And then his parent, one of the parents became Batman, and then the mom became the Joker. That tragic tragedy. Yeah, that was just good. But as Alcar <laughs> being uh, but Alcar being sad. No. No, I can't 
I can't even bat an eye off that. Hmm. Like he drank a whole city worth of blood just to do approve a point in one part. Mm. I mean, okay. All right. Here. Next up here, Rayco, you're gonna hate this. Remember Full Metal Alchemist? Okay. Now, do you know who Mr. Tucker is? <laughs> Nobody likes Mr. Tucker. Tucker's an asshole. Edward, why does it hurt? That ring any bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean he was <laughs> Jesus. You know, we were talking about that earlier, and I I was telling too easy. I was like, you know, I remember when I first saw that episode, like back when it was just Full Metal Alchemist before Brotherhood, and I remember seeing Edward like rush down the stairs looking for his daughter, looking for the little girl, and looking around like looking for Mr. Tucker's daughter. Right, looking for Mr. Tucker's daughter. And I was looking around like, where is she? Where's the little girl? And you know, you see the chimera, the chimera talks, and I'm just like, that's not her. That's not her. That's an animal that's talking right there, but that's not that little girl. There's no way that's that little girl. And he was just like, I had to have the perfect pairing. I had to have a, the per, the perfect soul. And I was just like, oh my God, you are the worst. You you can, ugh. And it was like, then he it hit me. It was like, you can burn it. You can burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, who does that? Who takes their own daughter? Who does that? <laughs> yeah, that guy is... Ugh. All right. Now, this is... Now, I, got, I, I couldn't choose between these two characters because I love them for the webtoon that became the anime here. But I have to talk about Bam and Rachel. Now, Draco, oh, those think, are two sides of the same. Those are two sides of a coin right there. That is two sides of a coin right there. So, Draco, picture this: you watch this anime, you read this webtoon about it first here, and you connect with this character like, "Oh, I like this character." If I was like in this anime webtoon world, I would want to be on his side. I would want him to be my homeboy. And then you, this, your homeboy tells you like, "Hey, man." I'm on a quest to find this chick because she's my entire world. She's your entire world. You look up to the dude like, damn, if you feel this way about she must be good. Only to find out that this bitch, I mean this epitome of the bitch, <laughs> pushed your boy <laughs> to his death because, not because he she, was a vi- she was a villain, not because he was an asshole, it was because she was jealous of him. So in Tower of God, you are chosen to become a participant in the Tower of God tournament. In this, in this, if you participate and you survive and make it to the very top of the tower, you will have your ultimate wish granted. Bam didn't give a fuck about that. All he wanted was Rachel. Rachel. This bitch go that she pushed Bam off, who literally risked his life on multiple occasions to save and meet this bitch. Killed other people, used other people, and then killed them. Or had them killed. Her main goal was she just wanted to see the stars in the night sky. 
That's it. Because where she came from, they were underground. So there was no sky. But her goal that she did all that treacherous bullshit for was to see the night fucking sky. And I will give the girls who I saw on YouTube credit. Bam was kind of clingy because he wanted this bitch back so bad. But he was like, you might die trying to get that wish. I mean, Just like... leave the tower with me. Let's go. But she was like, no, I want to stay. And you could have persuaded Bam to help you. Something. No. Yeah. You pushed him off because you were also just because you, wonder cunt, was the fucking mistake. You weren't chosen. You were chosen by accident, which make you the irregular of the tower. Bam was the regular who has to go through the bullshit life now because he forced his way into the tower after you. You should have been left in the cave alone to fucking rot and die, you wench. But that's what she doesn't like about the situation. That's why I said Bam and Rachel are like, uh, are are like two are like a two the two sided coin thing. If I because... didn't like Bam so much here, I wouldn't have felt as strongly as I do about Rachel. And she's my number two of my most hated character. I get that. Rachel she... deserves all of your hate. She's horrible. And uh, and the thing that I don't get about Rachel is like she's like she's like the worst type of manipulator <laughs> like the worst type like girls can sit there and talk all day about how bam was clingy but rachel is just as bad because she will string bam along she wants bam at the same time to see her succeed and him fail so she doesn't even just cut it off with him. She has numerous times to cut it off with him and not fuck with him. She constantly comes back for him because she wants him to see her fail. He, she could have cut it him off. Wants him to see her succeed. Right. But here's the problem. Over him, though. But see the problem. But that she's never... jealous of him at the same time because he can make friends and he can do this and exactly. he's got power she has and to... he actually belongs in the tower. Yes. She can't make friends worth a damn. She can't. She can only manipulate people or yes. use people. But that's her own fucking problem. Yeah. All right. And you know how bad Rachel has to be to be like beating the fucking second Nazi Hitler guy coming. I mean, she's just so fucking pathetic too because like she she can't even like like I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. She could manipulate Bam. Like you said, she could just say you could just have Bam would give you the fucking night sky if you were to just say their sweetest words and say will you do this for me and you know damn well bam would have done it for you but you just jealous but you're so petty jealous like she's so weak and at the same time so pathetic and it's like so i don't understand so how you keep progressing as a person as a character i don't understand <laughs> oh man. all right now my last one before i jump off of that now, my most hated anime villain ever, Griffith from Berserk. And we all know that, mother sucker, don't we? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm up to date in the manga because of how this shit had to go down. Because I have to see how this man dies. 
And I'm sad because it's been well over fucking like I've been reading Berserk just shy after my first daughter was born. So she's 15. I mean, I've been reading this shit for like 12 years plus. Griffith literally where I'm at right now has opened the world to demons doing everything that is the worst to humanity. From the eating of them, from the mating with them, rape, whatever the fuck you want to call it here. Yeah, it's pretty much rape. Come on. You've seen how they're babies. Just, <laughs> just the worst. All because his friend just wanted to go get stronger. His trigger was guts. Stay with me. No, because I heard you talking about how you respect people who are strong. So I want to become stronger because you beat me when we fought the last time. But I've been training. Well, if you're going to leave, you have to beat me. And Guts beats him. And he's like, I'm going to go strong, go become stronger. And he's so broken like a little bitch that he goes and manipulates the king's daughter, have sex with her. Just to find out the king himself was some kind of sick pervert who wanted to bang his daughter first. And because Griffith did it, he punished him. He punished him severely. He took out all his muscle tendons and just left him alive bare enough. So at that point here of being tortured for years, I could see Griffith having a mental breakdown and being like, fuck the world here. Let's plunge it into fucking sin so I can get my body back. I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. Years of being tortured and mentally fucked over like that, I'll give you a pass. But when you do get your body, the first thing you do when you find out that your lieutenant no longer has a crush on you, you rape her in front of your friend, you sacrifice your entire crew who actually went out their way to rescue you just so you can open the world to demons and have that kingdom you always fucking wanted. I'm glad the kid who survived being fucking marked for being like killed by demons slapped the shit out of you, Griffith. I'm glad you did that in front of all your demon generals. I'm glad because he called you out on that bullshit that you said, I did this for the bad. I, I, I made the sword great for the band of hawk. He said, no, the fuck you didn't. I did. And I still got the scars on my hands from the swords I'm sucking around. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm just waiting for the author to finally finish this shit. You've done these animes. You try to start up another manga series that you stop because everybody bitched you because you was taking too long to wrap up fucking Berserk. Get to the end. You already got Casca who got her fucking sanity back here. Get to the fucking end so I can see how this bastard dies. Because the main reason I'm here, despite everything else, that's the only reason I'm fucking here. He plunged the world into the shittiest, like, I hate Rachel with a passion. I the guy from Monster here. I'd have shot him as a baby. Okay, that's Ooh. how horrible he was. It's like the joke: Would you murder baby Hitler? He didn't do nothing yet, but I know what he's going to do. So I will pull this trigger <laughs> for the world because I know what he's going to do. So, my sympathy for fucking Griffith? Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. When he was in that castle, I'm like, oh, Griffith, man. I see, I, the band of Hawk ain't got here yet, but you know what? 
Hang in there, buddy. They're coming. I'd have just broke his neck right there. Come here, man. I got you. They pick him up. Crap. They just came back and found a corpse. And I'd have left. I'm like, whew. World saved. <laughs> Superman. Everything about Berserk would have been skipped. <laughs> he would have saved the world with one crick. Save the world with one crack. I don't even care if I got caught killing him. Like, I did you all a favor. You may kill me, but I did you all a favor. That egg of the king with a cried and shit here, demons with them all, every shade of pissed off. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, top of my list for worst villain anime character here, dickhead asshole, who his character development wasn't much of shit here at all. The fact that he got busted out by his old one of his old teammates here who survived the apocalypse here. I love seeing that scene. Sorry, we got a kid in in the background. But that's my entire list here. But I got one special shout out I'm going to say for Bakano, which the entire cast of that anime series was great. Like, there was no main character. You could watch that shit several times and you could still be like, there is no main character. They're all well balanced and written for an anime. And I'm glad it's one of the animes I bought on a whim. Didn't know shit about it. Just like, this looks good. It reads good. I'm just going to buy it and see what happens. Oh, this is epic as fuck. Yay. Well, all right then. I got the DVD if you ever want to borrow it. It's great. Maybe I'm 1,400 miles away. Yeah, that'll Bitch be mail. Just cool. <laughs> <laughs> saying. Just saying. Hell, wait. Technically, I still... <laughs> never mind. Anyway. um, Okay, so now that your list is done, kid, I'm gonna let you do yours because mine is shorter and more. Um, oh, okay. I, I mean, I might, I might be challenging you on that though. Well, I mean, unless you want to interchange, we could, so we, we could. Can uh, I can go, I can go first and do two, and then you can do two, and we'll just keep going down. Does that sound cool? All right, all right. Work. So. Let's see. Let me start. Let me start with my little list over here. Okay, so I'm going to start with uh, Hunter x Hunter. And I'm going to start with one of the bad guys from there. Muram. Uh, Muram is the uh, oh, Muram is from the uh, from the uh, Chimera Ant Arc. And he's basically the prince of the, uh, he was basically the son of the queen whose womb he just, you know, busted out of. The ant queen. Yeah, the ant queen, like a, like a bad bitch, just busted out of her womb. She was like, no, you're not ready. He was like, bitch, you don't tell me when to be born. It was just like, boosh. <laughs> yeah. he, he gave no fucks about, about that. And he, can't, he stepped out of the womb giving no fucks and he lived a life with no fucks. Wait, no- None. Until he ran into... This little girl who taught him the art of Go and how to play games. And he connected with this girl who taught him how to play games. Because he actually lost. 
Yeah, because he actually lost to her. He lost to her in a battle of wits. And he was like, how the heck am I losing to this human in a battle of wits? And it, but it was the most interesting. The, the reason why I choose him is because, first of all, he's a ruthless ass killer. Okay? Like, he, he was, he, like I said, he came out of the womb giving no fucks. And the, most of the time, he gave no fucks. He did exactly what he wanted to do. But also watching him develop a relationship with the girl that he was playing the games with, that was interesting seeing him actually start to care about something else other than him, watching him um, starting to understand what it means to be living and actually start to enjoy life. Like by the time he started, by the time he was fighting the two older, the two old men, remember the two, the um, cap, the uh, head of the hunter facility and everything. Um, He was, actually enjoying that battle he couldn't believe that there were humans that could be on par or on level with him to be able to do these kinds of things and these were experiences that he was taking joy in because he didn't think these kind of things would happen to him watching the watching that kind of development was really was really cool like he, he was a really cool bad guy like i didn't like him because like you know the uh, the chimera ants were eating humans and that's not cool and shit and they like killed off a whole bunch of my favorite characters but <laughs> uh quite a few of my favorite characters but like kite who i think he was who i think he was uh molded after he was he, he got he got killed early well yeah kite that was horrible but um what he became especially towards the end um of the arc watching his growth was amazing and the fact that you created a bad guy like that that i could cry for at the end of the arc yeah i actually shed tears for that motherfucker i think i did too Uh, we ball yeah (laughs) it was it was uh like he was he was definitely a character worthy of mentioning so i had to mention him Uh, And then a character I know we should all know, King Bradley from Full Metal Alchemist. How can we forget the... the, He could fight like a beast. What was he again? Uh, How do we forget the homunculus of wrath? That's what I was going to say. How do you forget the homunculus of wrath? King Bradley, the Fuhrer, was... Awesome. <laughs> like, him oh, every time he would come on screen to fight. Okay. You just knew I shit think, was going down. Right. I think he was an interesting character because all he, he could all, yeah, but all he could feel was wrath, right? So all he is ever is angry. And yet he was able to make a family, run a country, run a society. And and it just makes me kind of question like. And, but he's, the thing is too, homunculus can't reproduce, so that son that wasn't his. Are we sure? <laughs> like I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, but like, yeah. still, even then, like it wasn't like he treated his family like shit. No, he, he treated his family well. really well. Like he re- treated those kids really. Like I was just saying, like if you have regular human beings who feel a whole complex of emotions and can't manage most of that shit. And here he was, a homunculus who felt nothing but anger the whole time, who could do all of that and kick ass. He smiled a good chunk of the time, too. Like, when I saw him, he was like, oh, he's a nice old man, King Bradley. Mm-hmm. Then he find out, like, oh. Oh, you you bad, you evil, and you a puppet. Oh. 
up to an extent. To an extent. Because that yeah. last fight he had with Scar, that was I mean, him. <laughs> that was like one of that the was, best fights of all that time. Was him. Yes. Yes. Mm. It's good. So yeah, I I figure I would mention him as well. Um, this isn't like no particular order of like the best or the worst, but this is definitely like 10 characters I felt were worthy of mention. And these two are definitely like a couple of bad guys I felt like I could definitely mention are the great characters, great character development, growth, and they were really interesting and their fights were off the chain. So yeah, like I think that's a pretty good start for me. All right, so there you're two. Yep. Okay, well, my two are both going to come from the same anime, so I'm going to start off with my favorite. So, from Moroni Kenshin, I'm putting in Kenshin Himura and Makoto Chichio, and I'm going to explain. So, meeting Kenshin, you know, when you first see him on screen, he's kind of timid-seeming, dopey as fuck, you know, and doesn't even stand up to cower when she attacks him. Of course, you realize by the end of that episode that he's legitimately the baddest motherfucker walking. And he ch- he didn't stand up to her because he didn't feel threatened by her. So, but for me, knowing all of his history, as you find out bits and pieces of throughout the anime and the movies, you know, with being Batosai the Manslayer, basically being an assassin and being the best at what he did, until he decided he was done and walked away and him doing it for a noble cause. He was doing it because the government previously sucked. So he was trying, he did what his part to usher in a new government. However, when he ushered in a new government, unfortunately they were kind of just as fucked up as the last group. They were just a little, they had a different name really. They still had a bunch of infighting and then they kind of were a little bit more capitalist, right? On the other side, you have Makoto Shishio, who is his counterpart, his replacement. When he leaves, Shishio takes his place. And he, they could not be more polar opposite. Whereas Kenshin, even as, the, as Batosai the Manslayer did everything out of a sense of duty and need to protect people, Shishio kills for fun because he's a psycho motherfucker. But he's also, he's a sociopath. He's highly intelligent. And by contrast, whereas Kenshin kind of operates off having a sword that protects, Shishio operates off of only the strong will survive. If you're strong, you live. If you're weak, you die. That's his his motto that he teaches to his little group and everything. For me, you know, watching Kenshin go, you know, from season one being kind of dopey, seeing that he's the badass, Watching him revert back into Batosai the Manslayer and seeing just how lethal he really is twice. Then leading up to, you know, the confrontation with Shishio and his group and seeing their opposing ideals where Kenshin can actually relate to Shishio. So when Shishio is pointing out that the Meiji government sucks, that they are corrupt, that they are filled with problems, that they're weak, that they kind of make Japan as a nation look weak. Kenshin can agree that there are flaws in there. The only problem he has with Shishio is that Shishio wants to murder like half the damn nation in order to overthrow them instead of just going directly for the people that caused the problem. And then they have, first off, they have the best fight music anytime these two come into contact with each other. Then they have the best fight 
considering that Kenshin has to beat the fuck out of two people before he even gets to Shishio that are almost as strong as Shishio. And they still, like, they throw down. And it's a total, their fight is a clash of ideas. Even when they have their point where, you know, Kenshin gets damn near killed, Shishio gets the fuck kicked out of him by Kenshin when he gets back up. Like, when they get up, they and their swordsman spirit displays, even that's a contrast. Kenshin's spirit is leaves. Shishio's spirit is fire. And, ultimately, while Kenshin was trying to stick to his vow to never kill again, <laughs> he technically killed Shishio. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. He beat the fuck out of Shishio. They fought... And he beat the fuck out of this man until this man could not yeah, fight anymore yeah. and his blood literally evaporates. And frankly, the <laughs> anime should have fucking ended there think, because he's I, I agree that that was a kill on, on, on Kenshin's part. I will say this too. The live action one they did, I, I watched the first movie, but I didn't watch the other ones. It was decent. I watched enough to know that I'm going to have problems with the fight with Shishio because they did it wrong. Like, the fight with Kenshin and Shishio does start out one-on-one, and then when Kenshin gets, you know, knocked out or whatever, then, you know, Aoshi comes in, Saito comes in, Sanosuke comes in, but they don't all fight Shishio at once. They fight him Mm -hmm. one-on-one, and then Kenshin gets back up and beats the crap out of him, right? In the movie, they all just fight him at once, and that's a problem for me. Don't negate the toe side of the manslayer's skills, bitch. But yeah, that was my first okay. two picks for okay. really good characters. All right, then I will, I guess I'll go ahead next. Um, hmm. I would also like to throw in the ring. Oh, oh, oh. There's so many good characters. So. I guess my next one will be leaning leaning on some females. Let's do some females. Okay. So the next one I'm going to do is um, Junko Enoshima. Junko Enoshima is from the Danganronpa series. Oh, God. Now that's a. It's mostly like it's definitely. It has it has an anime series, but it was originally a game that came out on the, uh, the PS uh, Vista, like the small little P thing. PS thing. <laughs> oh God, PS Vista. Anyway, um, but Junko Ishimia is um, a. She's basically the mastermind behind the whole. Oh, we said spoilers. Okay, free. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I could spoil away. Okay, so and uh, uh, basically, Junko Ashimia is behind the entire um, Danganronpa. The the game and the show itself is basically about a bunch of uh, high schoolers that get put together in a situation where they are forced to kill one another um, if they want to escape imprisonment then what happens is whoever the murderer, a.k.a. the blackened, is, they have to be able to kill somebody and get away with murdering them. Then uh, everybody else gets to investigate, hold a trial, and if the blackened doesn't get accused and doesn't get found out, then everybody else will be executed and the blackened can go free. Or if the... But if the um, blackened gets found out, then... um, 
the blackened will be executed and everybody else gets spared. So it's like everybody has to, you know, yeah. So perpetually, this creates a never-ending uh, atmosphere of despair because, you know, we're a bunch of kids. We want to work together. We build relationships and friendships. And then somebody, because a motive of some sort is thrown out in order to get us to kill one another, somebody kills and we have to kill another friend. And it and it's supposed to cause despair. Junko's whole reason for cultivating this and literally destroying the world knew it was because she was bored. <laughs> she did it because she was bored and she wanted to feel something. And nothing, and the only feeling she got that made her feel something, some kind of anything was the feeling of despair. So she would cause more despair as that would bring to her more despair and thus make her feel alive. That's a pretty weird and complex character, but I can't deny that she wasn't an, an awesome bad guy because that was her whole reasoning for doing evil shit. I feel despair. I will throw out despair so that despair will return to me. <laughs> and she was um, and she was ironically a model. So she had money. She had fame. She had beauty. She had everything a woman could ask for. But she still wasn't satisfied. And the only thing that made her feel anything never satisfied. Never satisfied. <laughs> and the only thing that made her feel anything was despair. So I thought that was a really interesting character a really interesting bad guy character of course i never really liked the character that's just evil for evil's sake but and technically i don't really think that's her as like i said the only way she feels anything is with despair i'm so, saying when she died at the end she had that kool-aid grin on her face but she was happy because she was in despair she was going to die that's like that's the weird conflict right she had a kool-aid grin because she was so happy that she was dying and because she was dying she was despair she was feeling the despair because she was about to die, but feeling something made her so happy she was fucking smiling about it. Yep, that's, that's a crazy bitch. <laughs> that's a crazy bitch. That's a crazy bitch. And I've, that's why I think she's worth mentioning most definitely. Also, Brandon, if it makes you feel good, well, I don't know. Is Junko's hair pink? Yeah. Okay, Junko's hair is pink, so she goes in with your philosophy yeah. that pink-haired characters are either crazy or or hate it. <laughs> so. okay, okay, we'll get to that particular point I'll when leave, I start I'll listing my worst then. people off. Okay, and then um, the other, but okay, well, I don't really, I like, and the other character I'm going to mention is Haru Haruko from FLCL, Fuli Kui. Um, Haru Haruko is basically, I think the best um, description I've heard of her is that she's Deadpool in anime form, which is, uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah fourth wall breaking. Uh, yeah, breaking fourth walls uh, and um, just doing her own thing. Like, I was trying to figure out if she was like a bad guy or a good guy type of persona, but I couldn't really put her in one. I was like, is she a good guy or a bad guy? I don't know. She's selfish. Like, yeah, like uh, She's extremely selfish. Um, and it's it's funny because she's selfish for uh, technically a, a guy that doesn't even want her or a god that doesn't want her. So she's like, 
I, I want this God so bad. I'd be willing to destroy the earth to get him earth, universe. and manipulate a boy to get him, <laughs> which is the original FLCO. But it's like, I'll manipulate anybody to get what I want. And I want Adamesk and I want him. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, calm down because one, let's not destroy the world for a man that don't want you. And two, let's not destroy the world where I live for a man that don't want you. So. <laughs> But still, she is like one of the most, uh, I guess I guess that's a nostalgia one for me because she was the first show that I watched and the first like female protagonist that I saw other than Sailor Moon, who of course I'm going to talk about a little later because like she's one of my top babies. But um, who other than Sailor Moon to me like a female character protagonist who had who was so independent in nature like she's literally she was literally the character that did her own thing like she did what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it and was such a free spirit and I admired that about her I didn't admire how selfish she could be but I guess I admired or I guess I kind of did in a way because she was she did what she wanted to do and a lot of the time I wish I could kind of like be like that so yeah, I think Haru Haruko is a definitely another character worthy of mentioning here for this list. So there's my reason. Okay, well, I'm going to bring in one that you were upset that the YouTubers mm. didn't put on their list. And, and oh, instead, okay, yeah, with there. them talking about some. I'm going to no, go ahead and, and say Shoshana. Your character is going to make this list. Uh. That BS. Now, I will go ahead and preface this by saying, I will preface this by saying to all of the Inuyasha detractors, don't oh. worry, I'm going to shit on this, on this anime a little bit later. But for this, for this part, the good character, I actually love Shishomaru's character. First off, I love his he design. He is beautiful. Going to go ahead and throw that out there. Secondly... He actually does grow and change over time. When we meet him, he's just a full demon that looks down on humans and hates his half-brother simply because he's half-human. I think it was deeper he than that. It was more like, I'm jealous of my little brother because Dandy, for some whatever. fucking reason, my dad, even though I'm the full demon brother, gave him the fucking sword that does all the powers and shit, and I thought I was gonna get that sword. Instead, you gave me this puss-ass sword that helps, that helps heal people. What the fuck am I gonna use this for? Maybe a lot to Well, yeah, but either way, that still kind of circles back to the, you know, even when they did the flashback in the movie about Inuyasha's dad, like, Sashomaru's whole thing yeah. is the woman is human, the child is part human, he hates humans, right? So, and, and he thinks they're lesser than him, which, okay, whatever. So, but over time, clearly Sashomaru grows because he, you know, gets his ass kicked, apparently, and, and that makes him reevaluate his fucking life. Rin comes across him. Now, all of a sudden, he has a little human that he's attached to. And then, as we get towards the end of the anime, he actually somewhat starts to move into the big brother role with Inuyasha. He actually, in his own disrespectful-ass way, tries to help him. You have to appreciate it. Like, he's kicking the shit out of him, but he's basically trying to toughen him up so that he can actually beat Naraka. 
which is interesting to me because it's like at the beginning, all he wanted to do was punch him in the face and throw him through mountains and shit. Now it's like, I'm going to punch you in the face, but I'm going to punch you in the face so you use the damn sword and get strong enough to do what the fuck you need to do. And then, of course, you know, the ending is funny brother just when Kagome calls right. him brother, you know, brother or whatever. He's just like flying overhead, and that's just fucking fuck hilarious. <laughs> I blame the chick with the big fan for that because she also had a crush on Kagura. Yeah, she had a crush on friggin' Shishomaru, too. And I, I was like, really hoping those I two would like end up. I feel missed her when she was gone after you know Rocku ate this bitch. I felt like she. I felt like he did too. I felt like he was really hoping that, she, that. I was really hoping that there was a way that those two were gonna end up together, honestly. And I was sad that that wasn't the case because I felt like if there was any anybody who was gonna be able to do that, it was gonna be. Kagura. It was gonna be Kagura. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to throw out that if in this, you know, next series with Inuyasha and Shishomaru's kids, if Shishomaru's baby mama is Yeah, I think is Rin, that's the reason why they're not telling it. anybody who the mother is. I, I genuinely believe that. I... Yep, so I'm still not going to watch it until somebody no, tells man. me who the fucking mama is. And Confirm. if it's Rin, I will never, ever watch Please that show. Now, I'm, I'm also going to pull from a more popular anime for my next one. Oh, fair. Very fair. I'm Yu pulling Yu Hakusho's Yusuke good one. Yeah. from Yu Yu Hakusho. First off, because I just love Yu Yu Hakusho any damn way. Secondly, he does actually grow and mature. Mm-hmm. You know, he starts off just the neighborhood thug, right? So all he wants to do is fight and skip class. Well, the fighting and skipping class part doesn't change. He just gets more adults about it since he's, you know, mm-hmm. the spirit detective and he's actually fighting demons and not just random dumb fucks on the street. And, you know, he actually gets to show emotion. That, you know, we see eventually we understand, you know, part of his upbringing is his um, mom's a goddamn drunk. Do they ever even explain what his dad is? Didn't they say that his dad was the demon? Like, that's where his blood, the demon blood came from. No, they said he was he was descended from old dude, but that doesn't mean he he wasn't a first generation. Okay, like, because I remember that the story grandson. of his dad he was, was his that grandson his dad many like, left his removed. mom, and that's why she became an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So yeah, so dad's a deadbeat, and mom is a fucking drunk. Who is so drunk, in fact, that she damn near yeah, accidentally like not, kills not him again thing. in a house fire. But whatever. But yeah, she's like she's totally a shit mom. But you know, as, as time goes on, he clearly warms up. He actually makes friends. You know, he becomes friends with his biggest rival and all that shit. That's fun, great, and all that shit. I just enjoyed, you know, and then, you know, we get to see the emotional shit because I'm going to tell you legitimately that the moment that really sensed it for me in this series is when Genkai dies. Mm. I cried on that one. Basically because of Yusuke's reaction to it. It's like, oh, he's finally maturing. He's not just being a hot-headed douche. So, Yusuke had to make the list for me. Now, I will also go on record as saying I believe the last season or whatever the fuck, all that shit with the other spirit detective and especially the demon crap could have fucking burned in hell. They could have mm. kept that shit and just ended it after he beats a girl. 
maintaining that. I'm going to stand on that. But yeah, there, there, there's mine, and I probably, I really didn't have too many on the really good character list. Okay, well, why don't I mention crap. one that I know that is I bad, but is also good. Because, you know, and you know, and I know, we both love him. I think you know where I'm going with this. Because he is only, he is only um, the best butler it. ever. I mean, yeah, it's the Bastion. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that, that's an obvious one. All right. Black butler. There you go. He is simply one hell of a butler. Oh, God, I love him so much. Okay, you know what? I, I'm I, technically diverting <laughs> from the list a little bit. Because technically, Sebastian, does he really develop as a character? Not really. But he's the life of the party. But he's definitely the life of the party in that anime. He is who you are there to see. Yeah, we could watch CL succeed, but if if we could just or push Dale. CL to the side <laughs> for a moment and just <sighs> gaze upon Sebastian, man, my God. And you know what? Underestimate him if you want to. He is a whole Agreed. demon and he was able to like consume a whole angel who hit, who had him fucked up. So <laughs> thank you bad if you want to. <laughs> Sebastian is one. Oh god. He's so good. And I will say this for the record too. I feel like what they should have did with like a second season for Black Butler was like instead of having the blonde kid Kids show up and shit. Oh just god! Be like, character just be right like, just be like, just be like, this is Black Butler with another kid in the future a little bit more. Like, so we already know what happened in the part one. So what led to this shit that led him being resummoned with his other kid? They could have did that. Yeah, which I thought would have made more sense actually. Instead but of they, tracking they did... back and re, like messing up the original canon even. Like it was so weird. The season two. Yeah, that's just gonna happen. Yeah, that's what happens when you yeah. kind of get and like, you know, you and then the they have to, to just make like one of the most like unlikable characters of all just time, saying. Tracy. Like, who? What? What's wrong with you? It's just all I want to ask. Yeah, but. but that's uh, that motherfucker. Who, okay, okay. He's on my list. He's <laughs> on my list. Aloise Trancy right. is on well, my list. That was just a little quick shout out to Sebastian. That was just a quick little shout out for him because we both, because I know we both love him. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else can I put out on my list? I'll let you finish your list on the really good ones because I pretty much oh, okay. am I'm oh, good on, oh, on the good well, characters. Um, I'm waiting to bury all the bad ones. Oh, I mean, you got two more characters before he has to wrap. Uh, okay. Well, I was th like, those were my bad guy characters that I love. But oh, wait, we're talking about characters that we hate for the sake of. No, 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 no. I, I mean. I'm waiting to get to the characters that okay, I'm going got you, to got bury you. for all the right. fact that so they're the grizzly shit you go ahead, like you characters said, and, and all the, the reasons why they my, suck. Uh, list of because these are good characters. These are good characters. Shout out to Levi, okay? Because Levi is awesome from uh, Attack on Titan. 
Okay, we all know. And if any, if you know the name Levi, then you already know why he's awesome. He's kick ass. He's serious, kick ass, and like you just don't with that dude. So, um, and he's everything, and I love it when I see him out on the field fighting. It's great. Um, but going back to some of my good characters, let's see. I mentioned like five, so I guess I got five more characters to mention, other than the other two I gave shoutouts to. So uh, I'll just go ahead and address Sailor Moon Usagi, who I feel like is every girl's first anime other than Dragon Ball Z. Like, if your hero wasn't Bulma, then I feel like your hero was literally Usagi. And you or Serena, excuse me, I gotta come on, Bulma. Well, <laughs> I was saying, if your hero wasn't, you know, you know, Bulma from Dragon Ball Z, I mean, if you wanted, if you were desperate for a female like hero or Chi Chi, I guess, um, from Dragon Ball Z, yeah, then then it would definitely have probably. Yeah, I feel like case, Serena yeah, was literally every girl's like first, like, yeah. And then everybody in the crew there, of course, because Serena, uh, Amy, I'm trying to remember their English names, <laughs> Serena and A- well, let me just the moon and Mars and Jupiter and Venus and Mercury, all of them went through things all of them grew and progressed as characters in the older version you got to see like the um uh her the side planets so to speak uh venus you know mars jupiter and mercury you got to see them uh you know outside of school you got to see a little more character development from them you don't really get as much of that with crystal because crystal assumes that you already know the characters when you when you watch the new uh Sailor Moon series so that may be why it also leans more heavily to the original manga as you can tell I'm, I'm a big Sailor Moon fan so <laughs> Sailor Moon would definitely have to make this list she goes through major character development because I don't know about you but in high school if you came and told me that I was going to be the queen of the literal solar system one day uh, tell me I was going to marry this boy that I can't stand and then drop the girl into my lap and tell her that she's my daughter from the future with the boy that I couldn't stand at first, but is now my boyfriend. <laughs> and now I have to juggle all that shit and live a regular life. Uh... <laughs> oh, and I have to save the earth from people who constantly come and try and take my people's souls or who are a constant search for my own soul so that they can take the silver crystal, the most cherished and most powerful jewel in all of the fucking solar system and use that power for their own nefarious deeds. I have that in me, okay? And I'm supposed to live a normal life? <laughs> well, first of all, my, my thing was you be a college, you be a high school dropout because you're raised with fail. Because <laughs> we're fighting the monsters. To There's be, no fucking to way. To be fair. Because they power wait, rangers. Wait, 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 to be fair, Usagi was never good in school to begin with, so her exactly. grades are bad anyway. Exactly. <laughs> At least now I have an excuse. Because they were tell me about Power Rangers when they first came out. All right, we're in school. We're going to have our grades. We're going to fight, you know, like the putties and shit. Like, okay, we're going to wait to 3 o'clock, and they're going to get out of school, and they want to fight with their hands. Right. Get the fuck out of here. You done failed all of you. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you know, no, the you, world is fucked because you couldn't wait because you couldn't leave out in the middle of class. The last one of y'all to copy off of Billy, the smart one in class. Right. So in Sailor Moon, K, they've been copying off the, the blue hair. Yeah, they've been copying off of Mercury. They've been copying off of Amy. 
off of Sailor Mercury. Um, Try to keep their grades up and shit. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your job, bitch. I mean, like <laughs> help. And I and uh so yeah, and they all like you know have their own aspirations and they all have their own desires and watching like uh, the Sailor Moon series is awesome to me. Like it's the per it was the perfect girl show for me. And watching everything that Serena went through, her losses, because technically the the she died, man. She's she dies in that series. Her girls die in that series. Well, she she loses, so, yeah. yeah. She and she loses, and like it's sad. Like, well, the beginning of the story is kind of, you know, it's so, it's so pretend. Oh, I lost my boyfriend. I'm kill myself. <laughs> but like when she does come back, and they they get to re meet and re fall in love and all that, and it's that's that's pretty cool. I mean, it definitely makes me think of like soulmates. Or twin flames, and and thinking that's a thing, okay. But yeah, um, Sailor Moon is definitely one. Of, I feel like one of the most influential characters in anime, and also one of the most like uh, well known and cherished characters. But she is also a good de- good developed character in her own right. She's a crybaby. She's a scaredy cat, but she'll still go out and fight for her friends, and she'll still go out there to save the world. And even with everything that constantly falls in her lap, like every, all the trouble that she goes through, all the sadness and the fucking surprises she gets dealt, she still deals with it all with a smile on her face because she knows she has her friends there by her side and that she can succeed as long as she has them. And so with her loved ones surrounding her and with her knowing that she is the key to protecting the world, she goes out there and she saves it every day at three on to, uh, late night at Toonami or uh, on whatever the like lunch, the like afternoon run was, but she still did it. And that's what makes her like one of my favorites and definitely one of my heroes um, of anime. Uh, and then another character I would mention is, oh, well, I'm supposed to run through the rest of the characters. So the next character I'll mention is Gon and Kilua from Hunter x Hunter. And if you ask me to choose one, I'm going to tell you no, because they're both my babies. <laughs> and they're both from the same creator who made uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. So, why both main characters are green. Yes. And they both have a mentor who's some old lady. Yes. Who can turn young. Looking. Yeah. That, uh, that, was, that was the thing that really true. I was like, this, and she can get young too. Wait a minute. And Kilo was an assassin, just like the guy with the down eyeball his forehead. I forgot his name. Well, Kilua is an assassin. He is just a demon. Like he was like a full, full blooded. If demon. I had to think of a ninja assassin, he would have been it. Well, yeah. I mean, he, you know, I guess. What the hell? <laughs> I guess if you wanted to compare the whole crew, you could. Yeah. Because Gon would be Yusuke. Kilua would, yeah, except nicer, <laughs> much nicer. Uh, Kilua would be he, he, most definitely. Uh, pretty boy would be uh, uh, Kurapika. Kurapika, Krapika. Yeah, he would be, uh, he would be um, Kurama. Kurama. Yeah, yeah, definitely pretty boys. Um, and then, the uh, and then the doctor Leo, he would be Kuwabara because yes. he definitely was like the dorky one, but also decided to study and stay in school. Like, exactly. <laughs> like I'm fighting to kick ass, but I'm also gonna study and stay in school. I'm gonna <laughs> like, fucking graduate. All man. right, damn it. <laughs> That's actually kind of kind of funny how similar they are actually. Um, 
But I really enjoyed Gon and Kilo's friendship. Yeah. If you ship them, that's your prerogative, but I don't like it. <laughs> that's, that's gross in their underage children. Thank you. Please don't. Thank you. But um that's your prerogative though. Uh but I I really love them. I think they're like like brothers and brothers from another mother. Right. Definitely. And watching them both develop and grow. And get and stronger. Kilo, and watching what Kilo, how far Kilo would go for Gone when he was out, he was out of commission in the worst way. Yes, and even watching how Kilo had his own shit to overcome, like his brother's brainwashing and shit. His sister with her stuff. Yeah, about the fact that he was uh, how he was able to like work with his sister when nobody else could. I actually really like that about him. Like mm-hmm. after all the shit he went through. Like they say in the Hunter x Hunter series that his ability to manipulate lightning being she shows just how much shit he's actually gone through. Like you have to go through a major level of of pain, yes, like physical yes. pain and torture in order to be able to manipulate lightning. So when his mentor sees that he can control lightning, that's when she's like, "Oh shit, you went through some shit." Like, okay. mm-hmm. Damn, so dark ass, but. They, but those two together just puts a smile on their your face oh, yeah. when they're fighting. You when they're fighting, you're always rooting for them. When you're when they're um, when they're fighting with each other, you're like, calm down, boys. <laughs> when they're talking and fighting, like when they're like trying to out, out they push one another. Yes. And watching that dy- watching their dynamic is just always great. Like they're best together. You can't really take. Yes, and the, I'm glad the writer of the show never did the bullshit where it's like, I'm gonna make an episode eight fight each other. No, no, they're the boys. Don't do that. To yeah, me. thank you. I was kind of like, happy he had, well, and well, you, they, and I think they fought, but that was mm-hmm. like, that was like, but that was to a point like you gotta be better than you stay, otherwise you're gonna die. Yeah. So that part I was like, yeah. I, and I think I think Gon and Kilawa did have. I, oh wait no it was Hisoka I'm thinking of Hisoka uh, oh shout out to Hisoka that's one hell of a character <laughs> yeah creepy fucking clown <laughs> oh god oh god uh, uh, I just mm, there's so many things to say about Hisoka but uh, mm. creepy clown sums it up god damn it a creepy, creepy clown, creepy pedophile, possible clown. pedophile. All right, <laughs> creepy clown pedophile. I'm a creepy pedophilia clown. <laughs> I just want to track all the children by looking like a creepy clown. And, and a pretty damn clown, because when he takes that makeup off his face, he's and he's not wearing that getup. He is actually really attractive. Like, oh my god, he's one of those lean boys. But then you got to remember that he's after Kilo and gone. So, <laughs> and you're just like, right, and gone in particular. He's like, ooh, I can't wait to fight you. Like, uh, <laughs> I need an adult. I'm just glad he never got to see gone in the form he took where his hair was super long and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like he would just take pictures on his phone and like, <laughs> no, no, sit no, at home. no, no. Soka would have jizzed in his fucking pants because. Gone little boy shorts became tidy shorts. <laughs> then with booty shorts Gong had on, okay? Hosoka <laughs> would have been on like, 
Oh god! I'm like, oh, no. shut the fuck up! It's a race for children. The kids are watching the show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, going back to other characters to mention, um, I have Kamina from Gurren Lagann. Kamina was an excellent character, one of those characters that was the life uh, of the party. Um, it was also um, impact. He was also also a very impactful character in the anime because they killed him. I hate that that was one of those characters that you did not see their death coming they were the life of the party they were the leader they were charismatic he was charismatic he he had a big old heart you saw him him developing relationship with the uh, girl uh, who was the sniper and it was so it was going so well it was going so well and then you were just just murked him one episode and you were just like oh he's not dead he'll just he just got severely injured and we'll see him next episode and then the next episode everyone's crying because Kamina is dead and Simone is broken and you're just like oh shit that happened <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like no I wasn't ready Oh, but it was amazing because you saw Kamina break down barriers that nobody else was really breaking. Like he was able to get that, people to come together, be, and that was the amazing thing about that him. That because Guru Laga was like, "Hey, I'm not gonna use Lou. It's all your tears. That's gonna be your motherfuckers." Oh god. Okay. And um, so yeah, there Kamina is one. Um, and then uh. Rintaro from Steins Gate, he's the doctor, the main doctor who is traveling back and forth in time. Um, I really, really loved him. He was so fucking cute. But watching what was happening with him going back in time and changing time the way he was doing and seeing the changes that were happening around him and how those changes would affect him too, I... Oh, and in the end, we were trying to save. It was. It's the one where it's kind of. It's the anime trope where we're trying to save this one character, right? We don't want this one character to die, so we're gonna go back in time to do whatever it takes to not. Oh, right, butterfly effect. There it is. It's like basically the butterfly effect. We're gonna do whatever we can to keep this person from dying, but it's unsuccessful. And it, but eventually, he does actually. Su- which is kind of where I guess this one deviates from most other butterfly effect kind of shows. So, um, but he himself as a character was really goofy and really silly. But when he sees how the changes affect his friends and their futures and how the changes affect the world, he risks being the scientist that proves that time travel is possible. He no longer is a crazy scientist who has an idea that will never be explored. He could be famous for this. He can finally pitch it and prove what he has done, but he takes all of that back for the woman that he loves. It's cliche, yes, but is he still like one of my favorite characters? Also, yes. So that's what I have to say about Rintaro. 
from Steins Gate. And then I think the final character that I'll mention before I, I'm finished is, <clears throat> is Saber from the Fate Stay series. I actually like Saber a lot. Saber is a powerful, she is bad B, and she has a good head on her shoulders. She doesn't let anything distract her from her ultimate goal. And even like, even though she is basically just the the I think she was the knight for um the fate series. Is that what her category is? The knight? Okay. Yeah. So um even though she was just the knight and she was supposed to do whatever you know the person told her to do, she she particularly no, for her, I, her, her, her name wasn't really saber you're leaving out details i know her oh her class is saber but she was technically king arthur yeah yeah but she i just call her saber oh god that's stupid. i know they kept calling her saber so i'm glad you included her actually yeah because I really, I really liked her character. Like I said, she was a great character. She had her head on her shoulders. Like she's one of those characters. She's one of the female characters that isn't a trope at all. And I think that's why. I, and that's why I like her so much. She's not, you know, um, she's not the girl that falls in love with a guy, and and you know, and and that's her whole alternative. Or you know, she's not a part of a harem. She's not like the female warrior who has to be strong and blah 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 and is so anti-man. And she's not fan service. And she's not fan service. At, at least not the Fate Stay Night I like. It's like um, not the she's one She's never me. really fan She's really never fan service. Okay, well it's good. Because the, the series I was talking about was the one where uh, That last, okay, they did one without fan service. It was the Red Saber one with the booty always hanging out with yeah them. in a heart shape and a theater yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't arthur that was i forget who the hell she was okay good. she was yeah, she wasn't arthur she was like a saber though okay good okay so but yeah king arthur is who i i'm talking about here and i i i really liked her a lot i think she was an awesome character i think if you were to put somebody on the top 10 character list you know that you would mention one of the baddest bitches in anime who happens to be King Arthur, who, you know, I mean, her strength knows no bounds with Excalibur, so, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm so glad you included her. Yeah, because she's gonna a make good character. So like, what do you mean? No, 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 no. It's just because I, I didn't know if we were including the Fate series as anime. I was hoping we were because I got a couple from my list. That, yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're including Okay, that. yeah. But continue. Okay. okay, and uh, finally, finally, and I'll be done. I swear, I promise. Well, uh, I mean, I want to talk about Hattori from Magnus Bride. I thought she was an interesting, or Chise. Some people might know her better as Chise from Magnus Bride. Um, she's talk. awesome. Junk Dog from Megalobox and uh, Velio from 91 Days. Um, I know I'm just jumping anime. I know I'm just jumping characters in anime right now, but uh, I just don't want this to go on for too, too long. Um, Hattori, aka Chise, is a who discovers that she's actually a really powerful uh, witch. She's a spell buggy, which is basically. To connect with the spirit world and talk to spirits and things like that. She also has really high, you know, strong witch power potential. So um, she's selected um, 
she selected to become uh old boy's bride and i liked her i wanted to talk about her character because she's she is pretty awesome um sucky upbringing but watching her come out of her shell and develop as a character was very inspiring um junk dog is kind of like spike spiegel because <laughs> it, 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 the anime itself has a very um cowboy bebop feel to it megalobox has a very cowboy bebop feel to it but junk dog himself is um just a dude who loves boxing and watching his passion and his love for boxing and i know that somebody could probably shout at me about how um who am i thinking of i know that you know him um too easy. What what is the name of the um the boxer character you usually mention to me? Not Hajime Ippo. Ha, uh, no. Yeah, Hajime Ippo. Okay. Hajime Ippo. Yeah, that's him. Um, and I know that Hajime Ippo will probably be a lot of other people's preferred boxer character, but I really did like how I really do love a good underdog story. And Junk Dog is literally the underdog story being told in Megalobox. So I really lo I love him from his character to his story. It's awesome. And then Avilio, it, 91 Days is a mafia anime. It is about um, a boy who grows up and becomes a man and wants to take revenge on the mafia family who took out his family. They killed his mom, his dad, and his brother. So it's a revenge story. And he succeeds in this. But the way that he succeeds and how far he goes to get his revenge is it's wow. The story is great. And him as a character and seeing how he's going to get himself out of these things is amazing. And when watching him when he gets broken from it all, gets tired of it all, it's also pretty surprising and then at the end of the show they leave you wondering if he's really dead or not another one of those characters don't like <laughs> when they do that but it's insinuated that he is he is dead but then again we've faced that kind of stuff before which leads me to my last and final suggestion um if you um if there's any character that leaves you wondering if they're dead or alive that we all should know and love, it's definitely Spike Spiegel and crew from Cowboy Bebop. Look, I tried to say just Spike, but then I looked at Jet, and then I looked at Faye, and then I looked at Ed, and Ein, the dog, and I also realized I was able to remember each and every single one of their freaking names after all these years. That anime is old as fudge, but it is a timeless classic and all of those characters are majorly thought out have deep character development deep story and even when the adventures don't pertain to their past they in the moment when you're watching the show are you are every bit invested in each and every one of those characters so cowboy bebop the anime and like the main cast of characters I just I, I could not really like not mention them so I just had to give them a shout out and 
definitely say like if I were to pick anybody on my top 10 list, they would definitely be there, right? With my Sailor Moon and Gone and Kilua. But they would and Saber and they but they would definitely be there. Right? And that's mine. Okay. So are we ready to get to the fun part of the show where I get to bury the fuck out of some people? Because I'm Okay, gonna... let's burn some people up. As long as you promise to burn mine up too. I said bury, but okay. Okay, you can bury. You can bury and burn them. That they can do both. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go into the drizzling shits characters. These are the characters that I absolutely hate for the wrong reasons, right? Okay. So since you brought up Faith Stay Night, I'm going to bring two characters from that Okay. Shit. The first one is fucking Gilgamesh. Oh my god, you hate Gilgamesh too? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that but strongly dislikes Gilgamesh. First off, let's let's get the obvious problem that I have with him out of the way. Gilgamesh is Sumerian, meaning he's somewhere over in the Middle mm-hmm. East, right? Why the fuck is he blonde-haired and blue-eyed? I don't know. Probably because writing. Problem number two. You made Sumeria's greatest hero the biggest, most arrogant fucking asshole ever. And not in a likable way. He's literally just like, from the moment I meet him, when are you dying? From the moment he hits the screen, I'm just like, seriously, who's going to kill you? And then they fake you out with that shit. Because he's supposed to die in the original one. He gets beat, but he doesn't fucking die and gets to stay around and somehow gets blessed with a body. So he gets to come back in the next one and be a pain in my ass. And gets beat by my second character from this series. And that is Shiro Emiya. I but hate him. Well, why do you hate Shiro? And I hate him, and I'm not I'm not supposed to hate him, and this is why he's a bad character. I hate him because he is a whiny, needy, indecisive, uh, fucking confused mm-hmm. little son of a bitch. Your hero complex is annoying. You actually get people in trouble more often than you well, save I them. Know that. And then you are such a bad character that your future self comes back attempting to basically kill you. Your future self wants you to die because you're so fucking What'd stupid. What you think about that? <laughs> and to make matters worse, because they had to make him a hero. Now he's got his ass kicked the entire mm. anime. He does stupid ass shit. He gives Saber up. Loses Saber. You have the strongest fucking servant that everybody fucking really wants when they start this shit, and you lose her because you are a fucking inept moron. Oh, my God. And then they just like, okay, we know he's an inept moron, but we're going to make him suddenly OP as fuck, and he's finally going to kick the shit out of Gilgamesh. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I hate them so much. I hate whoever the fuck wrote those characters. I'm sad now. I didn't mind him that no. much. Now, now, now that you've kind of like painted all of his errors, it's kind of like, oh, you're right. He is a douche. <laughs> I got more to point out. So, I'm going to piss off more fandoms here. Let's go ahead and, and go ahead and piss off the Sora oh, Online no, fans. No, no, you can't. Oh, God, no. You, you always say that. But I like Asuna. 
At least she's a bad bitch in her own right. I, until they used her as no, 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 no. Like, I didn't like that. <laughs> Fuck this shit. First of fucking all, let's start at the beginning of the series when we to, to begin their problems. The major problem with them is that they aren't in love with each other. They're basically suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, but instead of falling for their captor, they somehow feel right. for each other. They don't know each other. They don't fuck all about each other. They're kids. She has daddy issues. They're like children or whatever. I don't no, care. Well, they're not children, children, but they're like teenagers. I don't, I don't care. Teenagers I don't aren't care. sitting there going, so what's your background like? Where are your family? Like, um, when, what are your finances? I got more to this This. You are glossing over the major problem with Asuna's character. She is horribly dependent upon having a man. What? She has daddy issues. She has mommy issues. And instead of working through those fucking issues when she gets out of the cyber world, she latches on to Kirito because he is everything that her mother does not want her to be with. Poor? Oh, and her dad is such a douchebag that he actually tried to sell her in a comatose state into marriage with another motherfucker yes, for a bit. That her. was really fucked up. But I don't feel like that's Asuna's fault. No, 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 no. Because you haven't gone as far into the damn series as I have. So I'm going to continue down this damn rabbit hole real quick because I got oh, other bitches okay. named it. <laughs> she is so needy. So fucking needy that eventually, a couple seasons down, she literally, when Kirito gets sick or some shit, who fuck cares? She basically has a stronger idea of where he is and what he's doing than his own mother does. When he's supposed to be in a hospital fucking dying, this bitch has an app installed on her phone that monitors his goddamn heart rate, which is not new because she's creepy like that. She is jealous of any other woman that comes near Kirito because she's insecure about her place in his life because guess what, sweetie? Y'all aren't in love. You are just dependent oh, man, upon each other. Okay, like she could be very much well in love One with him. One of us him. is a psychologist and here. My problem with Kirito is the fact that... No, she's not. Love does not... No, love does not cause you to be so possessive over a motherfucker that you have to run people off that you have so much say over him as a fucking teenager that you have more than his mother has over him. No. She is a horribly written character. You want her to be a bad bitch because she started off as one, but then by the end of the first season, she turns into the damsel in distress and she never leaves it. She is horrible. Instead of improving and growing as a character, she actually regresses into the creepy, possessive, clingy, stalker, bitch. I hate Asuna. She's a horribly written character. You wrote backwards. And that comes from the author's fetish for harems and needy yeah, bitches. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because that's one of the things I really don't like about Kirito's character. I'm like, can you... Because in the in the anime, they are supposed to be a couple. In the, at least from what I saw even in the second season, like him and Asuna were still together trying to make a relationship. And you're yes, not going to tell... They are a couple, you're not going to tell your an... cousin. <laughs> well, first of all, your cousin... They are a couple in an unhealthy relationship. That is that my is problem with them. The entirety of that anime would be so much better. Uh, like the entirety of, of the series is just him. Like, I get it that it's supposed to be a harem anime. At the very least, like he would choose somebody. 
He doesn't even fucking choose anybody. And how does how Asuna sit there and be okay with like all these bitches at the same time? Like you say that she's not okay, like she gets jealous, but at the same time, I'm like it, it, it's really not a harem anime though. It's, it's like really not a harem anime though. That's that makes it even worse. Like it's kind of supposed to be one, but it's really not. He is with Asuna and everyone fucking knows it. They just somehow fall for his bland, boring, basic ass anyway. <sighs> I hate them. I hate them both. They fucking suck. They, I literally would have been okay with them dying after the first season and never coming back. As proven by the fact that most people actually like the spinoff one that's in the Gun Gale world that doesn't have them in it. Most people like that one. I watched it and liked it. It was a hell of a lot better. And I don't even do guns very much, but I'm like the Gun Gale Online version of Sword or Online, you know, not the version where Kirito is there in there wielding a sword because he's God <laughs> But the version that has the little girl in the pink. That one is much better. That one I can rewatch. Sword or Online can fucking die and I won't care. Okay? So I gotta move on because, mm-hmm. you know, timing. So. Now, remind me again, the bitch from Future Diary, wasn't her you name, are you correct. know? Once again, falling into the philosophy that pink-haired bitches are Okay, we're going to go down the road with psycho bitches. So, first off, bitch has pink hair. Instant red flag for me that I'm going to hate her. The level of psycho that this bitch is is unfucking believable Like, I wanted to like this show. I'm like, okay, it's a death game, playing cell phones, virtual reality, all that bullshit. Okay, yay, neat. I can deal with this. And then you find out basically the whole thing with this is basically this bitch is from an alternate timeline where her version of dumb fuck boy dies. So she comes to this one, kills her fucking self and her parents. All to get this little dweeb ass, boring ass, bland motherfucker to herself. That's her character. That is her character. That's her whole thing. This bitch will kill literally anyone that looks at him too long. Because he's hers. This raging fucking psychopath. But I was angry after watching that whole damn thing because I'm just like, there is no point in which this show actually improves because of this bitch. I kind of have um, a problem with the um the I'm I love you so much I'll kill anybody for you genre of girl anyway. And, and I, know, I mean it's so damn bad though she literally killed the alternate reality yeah, version of and, herself and left the body there to rot. <laughs> oh creepy bitch. You really don't like her. <laughs> so yeah, I had things. I hate her. Now I got a few more to name oh, okay. on this list, though. I'm include Aloise Trancy from Black Butler on this list because that is just the most fucking retarded. I don't what know. The I'm the point still trying to character? figure it out. Like I think the whole point is like he was. I think his whole demeanor was he was trying to get Sebastian to want him. So he was like trying to prove that he was deplorable enough to no his deal. 
His deal was basically something happened. He was actually yeah. born poor. And he basically, he really wanted to get back at nobility. And he, I guess he had suffered some form of assault or whatever. And then he was, you know, got got adopted or whatever by the rich guy yeah, that was basically who, a rapist. Who, uh, or a child, a child and No better. Yeah, so... I mean, and that part, I'm like, okay, well, by all means, murder that motherfucker. But then you get make a contract with Claude, but for some reason, Claude makes him fixate on Sebastian because Claude wants CL. Yeah, okay, so that sounds about I don't right. fucking that, know. I always trans his character was just that sounds like the story. But then, basically, yeah. and his character was just shitty. He's just a whiny uppity arrogant little bitch that's arrogant for no reason. He has no discernible talent. He's not very intelligent. There's nothing noteworthy about him to make any demon want him. And it's just, it, it, they circle around and do all this shit basically to get to the point where yeah. CL becomes a demon. Lovely. Fuck Which off, totally changes the ending of the original. But okay. that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But then, um, okay, so we got like three more names. First off, we have to name Sakura from fucking and Naruto. Goes to paint again. Fucking <laughs> yep. Now, the last two characters don't meet my pink hair rule, but they should because they should have pink hair. Because I, ha- I have one now, character that I hate that does have pink hair, and then I have one that I don't, I, I that doesn't have pink hair, but I don't like her for it either. I feel like, well, first off, you are you going to try and tell no, me you don't I hate Sakura? No, I didn't say I, I, I didn't hate Sakura. I, I never said that one. Okay, well, there we go. Yeah. As long as we agree on that one, bitch is just useless. All throughout Naruto, all that I watched on Naruto, she's and useless. And nope, apparently nope, she doesn't nope, get she much doesn't. better and on I, Boruto, And I want, I I want somebody to at me about that, too. So she, she, no. Okay, no. The man said multiple times that he didn't want you. And you decided to stick it out so long that you even took care of his child that he had with a whole nother woman, not you, but a whole nother woman. And then he comes back with this baby and says, here, side ho, can you raise my child for me? And you said, yes. No, Sakura, you never improved. <laughs> Don't sit there and try to tell me. Don't have, no, no. Sakura, that, no, just no. Like that, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Now. We know my last two, okay. but I'm going to go ahead and hit these bitches anyway real quick. First up is, is Kaoru. Uh, really? From Kenshin, you saved... From Kenshin. Okay, I know who you finna... I know for you, who you finna hit at the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the last on purpose. Now, we're going we to talk about this bitch here. This purple-haired bitch. This... Oh, wait. Kaoru has black hair. Whatever. This bitch. My problem with her is that she is so mind-numbingly naive that she actually weakens Kenshin. She is a distraction for him, and it's annoying. Her idea that, you know, killing a motherfucker that's trying to kill you is wrong, it just pisses me off for three entire motherfucking sumbitchin'-ass seasons of this show. She is naive. If a motherfucker is trying to kill you, assault you with a deadly weapon, i.e. a sword, a dagger, a motherfucking pistol, or a gatling gun, it's self-defense, ho. 
But every time Kenshin starts to revert, the, the couple times that he starts to revert back to Batosai, the manslayer, is this bitch that has to pull him back and say, no, you shouldn't be a manslayer. No, bitch, yes, he should. He should murder the dumb motherfucker that's going to keep coming after him if he let the motherfucker live. Like, it's like, like if I give you a warning and I tell you I hate her. Alone and you still come at me, like, you forfeit your life. I am, Bato- I am the manslayer. Like, <laughs> like where do you... And to prove my point, Kenshin does at one point actually, when it's pointed out to him that she is has a naive way of thinking, he says, yes, her way of thinking is very naive. He d- Then he turns around and says, but I kind of prefer her way of thinking. I'm like, no, fuck you. Go back to being Patosa mm-hmm. the Manslayer and give me my life. Okay? And if you want to be one of those purists, it's like, well, he took a vow not to kill. Okay, well, he took that vow and that vow was just as childish <laughs> as every damn thing else he did. That's part of his problem. He's childish. And she's even more so because she literally just cannot understand. Sometimes Why can't a motherfucker he just hold has to, on die. to his innocence. Like what shred of innocence he has left? Which is true. His innocence was gone years ago. Her innocence is my problem. She is unnecessary. She no matter what is done to her or to Kenshin, she does not understand. Sometimes you need to murk a motherfucker, and it just it drags mm-hmm. him down. It makes him weaker, and it bothers me. Okay. Now the coup de grace oh, is raggedy bitch fest. I'm gonna piss off the Inuyasha fans. I fucking hate Kagome. I hate her with a passion of a thousand burning candles. She's a shittily written character, and I'm also going to piss y'all off and uh, I say this. He should have ended up with so... Kiki. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's between you and between you and me, you are hundred percent that... correct. He should have ended up with Kikyo. Kikyo was who we were all hoping he would end up with. Apparently not. There, there's apparently a large part of the fan base that just gets off on the idea, and I'm just going to have to burst a little bubble. Kagome, like Kaoru, but to a worse extent, makes Inuyasha weaker and dumber. See, at least with... And, and, and I'll also throw this in there. At least with Kaoru, she is fully capable of defending herself. She's not always the greatest at it, but she can beat the fuck out of you with a wooden sword, or she mm-hmm. can beat you in hand-to-hand combat and toss you around like a ragdoll. Kagome is only useful if she has a bow and arrow in her hand. Yeah, like she's not she's, she's not the it. she's not the bow and arrow priestess that Kikyo herself was, who who received all the proper training and everything for it. But, you know, I would be able to forgive that if at any point she showed any signs of maturity or growth. Instead, from the from episode one all the way through episode 3,847 <laughs> or however many motherfucking episodes it wound up being, she is the, she is the same stupid, immature, whiny, bratty bitch mm, mm, mm. the entirety of the show. And what makes it so much worse? How many different motherfuckers does she have swooning over her? Just Inuyasha, Koga, and the, oh, what's uh, the boy's Hojo. name from the future, from her timeline? Mm-hmm. Hojo. So you have three motherfuckers that all want you. I don't understand why. There is nothing redeeming about you physically or personality-wise. Like, you're not remarkable physically. And personality-wise, mm. you ha- your personality is like nails on a chalkboard. 
You have a whiny bitch voice. You constantly have to be rescued, even though you should have the power to rescue yourself every now and then. Not to mention my personal reasoning for not liking Kagome um, for you fans out there is because Kagome does not trust Inuyasha. Oh, what makes you say that? That Of course she trusts Inuyasha. No, she doesn't. And I'm going to tell you how I know. Because she never took the necklace off his ass. If she trusted him, right? If she, if he, if she trusted him, she would remove the necklace. But the necklace keeps him from going full blown demon. Okay, here's the thing: if he were to go full blown demon, as long as he's not in a rage, he'll be fine. He needs to kind of try to explore that side of himself anyway, so that you know that could have been a power boost for him. But she doesn't use that necklace just or specifically for the purpose of making sure Inuyasha get calms down if he's in a rage. She uses it whenever she's displeased with him. She tells him to sit, and we all think it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. But if somebody were to fucking put a necklace on you, and whenever, whenever you did anything that they didn't like, they told you to sit, you would feel like you were trapped in a fucking relationship. Also, let's point out, too, the necklace has broken on at least two separate occasions. And on the second occasion, he reverted back to human form Mm, without the necklace, and she still put it back on him. And what made it worse is she did it in a sneaky-ass way. She didn't do it to his face. She had she suckered him in and then yes. he looked up and, and she all of a sudden the fucking the necklace fuck is back out of on. that necklace. You see, Inuyasha, when he when she tells him to sit, he hits the floor. When she hits him with back to back sits, he makes a fucking crater. If he wasn't a fucking demon, he would be dead under any other fucking circumstance. Who treats someone like that? Who abuses someone like that? And all because they do something you don't like? Like what the hell? That's the most manipulative shit I've ever... That's a horrible relationship. There is nothing healthy about Kagome and Inuyasha's relationship. Nothing. Not at all. She's she's a control freak. So, obviously, because she... If it's not going her way, all of a sudden, it's sit boy, and as many times as she feels like it to get it out of her system, no matter what it is, he said something she didn't like. He said something that she didn't like that he didn't understand was wrong because they come from two different eras. Or, oh, of course, anytime he's remotely been around Kikyo. Oh, and my get- point to why he should have ended up with Kikyo is look at the difference. Look at the difference in how they act when it's Inuyasha and Kikyo, he acts like an adult. He's mature. He can have a conversation that makes fucking sense about deep shit. When he's with, wait, that's a Kiki or Kagome. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, Kikio is the deep one. Kagome, Kagome, on the other hand, he reverts back to her level, even though he's right. like 80 or know, 100 fucking years old in all actuality. Even yo, you, you mentioned something tree, else that I need to point out real quick. 50 fucking years the old. fact that so, every time he goes over to see Kikio, she's mad. He has to suffer repercussions for that. And how many times has she been kidnapped by a dude, like by Koga? Me, Kagome. Yeah, Kagome. Oh, sorry. Kagome. And uh, how many times has Kagome been... No, I was saying that if Inuyasha goes to see Kikyo. Yeah. Right. So that, then, then she's mad. Kagome. You said it right. 
But if you, you but if Kagome gets kidnapped by by one of the other dudes, or if Kagome goes and sees the other dude, and she knows he hates Koga because Koga keeps trying to mac on her, even though she's supposed to be his girl or whatever. Now that not that that was ever defined, but that's a whole nother problem for another day. Um, but she doesn't get to suffer any repercussions. Where does he get to tell her sit and she get? hits the floor like where the hell is that but then that would be wrong I guess right but I'm saying if we're on equal grounds here you are being pulled in two other different directions other than me so I get to sit here and just feel insecure and whenever he brings it up to her she gets mad about that and tell him to sit because she's a brat too. brat. like I should get to flirt around with dudes but you can't go see your ex-girlfriend who was horribly taken away from you because of Naraku's evil plot, who we all know is the bad guy who manipulated the whole situation in the first place. So even though I have a full understanding of why you are attached to Kikyo and why you still need, go, need to go and see her, I'm still going to be a bitch about it. <laughs> and then I'm also going to go flirt with these other dudes. She's actually done that before, I think, where she's had the episode where she goes and hangs with Koga because she knows Inuyasha went to go see Kikyo. Like, what petty shit. <laughs> and it's not even like he's going to Kikyo on anything sexual. Like, he's going there because she needs him or they need to speak about something probably Naraku related. Like, they don't even have a Kikyo and Ayasha don't even get the chance to really revisit all of their emotions together because they're too busy working past. Okay, right. we were duped into in hurting each other, and now we need to kill Naraku. I know. And then Kikyo dies again, sad as fuck, and and Kagome gets to fucking live. Kagome gets to fucking live, and only she get to live. I'm supposed to be happy that she chooses to come back and live in Inuyasha's time forever. No, bitch, go back to your own time and grow the fuck up. You whiny. Annoying, needy, manipulative yeah, she's, she's little She's like bitch. a horrible person. Long, long live Sangha. <laughs> she's a horrible person. She would be a horrible person. With, like, and she's a horrible person. She's a horrible person that would always be a horrible person. And it's not a, she's not supposed to be a horrible person. She's supposed to be somebody we like because she's supposed to be a good guy. But no, yeah, that's a sign of bad writing. She's actually a shitty character. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her so fucking much. Okay. And I believe that kind of concludes my list of characters that are absolute waste of fucking space and could vanish from an anime and I wouldn't give a mm. fuck. I don't think so. Wait. Yeah, yeah I, I don't anyone? think so. Unless you wanted to talk about Tucker yourself, good, the good. man who like morphed his daughter and no, 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 he has a purpose. Okay. He has a fucking purpose. Yeah, then, he's, then, yeah. he's not a shitty character. He's an evil. Oh well, person. in that case, then never mind. Because my my other two characters that I don't like are essentially evil, oh. and they're evil with reason. Well, no, mine mine from a uh, Shield Hero is, in my opinion, really just a bad character. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, for those of you who, um, if you ever seen uh, Shield Hero, it's an awesome anime. I recommend it. Um, mine is the princess to the king. 
And she initially, when initially, basically the way the premises goes is the kingdom's in peril and they summon four heroes at random to, you know, from the, uh, from another world to come and help save theirs. And one of them happens to be the shield hero whom nobody likes for some odd fucking reason. Because he likes uh, beast people. Apparently because he likes beast people. But has that always been with every shield hero? I think that. I think that kind of was, but anyway, my point is about mine. Mine is a red or pink haired girl who, who's princess and she becomes, she befriends the shield hero and tries to help him when nobody else would. So you think she's a likable character, but then one day uh, she goes to sleep and wakes up and decides to cry rape. He, he has not actually sexually assaulted her, but he, she cries rape to the council and manipulates her father and everybody in the kingdom into believing that the shield hero actually assaulted her and he gets no help and nothing. He's just kicked out and disgraced in the kingdom and he has to struggle. Uh, now for me, I believe is the name of that care is the name of the shield hero. So he has to go out and struggle with that. Um, and that could just be said that, you know, she's just a bad character or whatever, but, and she is a manipulator but she's just at the end of the day, she's not really. She's just a brat. At the end of the day, she's really just a manipulative brat. He's made to be kind of like a a bad guy for us to deal with because she's greedy. She wants to throw him for herself and she's trying to manipulate everybody in the kingdom to get it. Her dad, uh, try and kill her sister, uh, would offer mom if she could, but uh, her mom, her mom's kind of a bad bitch, but yeah. So, but she's just, to me, she's just like a horrible character because all you really see her ever be is just a manipulative brat because after she gets now for me kicked out of the kingdom, all she ever does is hug the arm of the uh, spear hero. Who's an idiot also. And just, um, and constantly wants to challenge uh, Naofumi and his um, beast companions to challenges to prove that somehow her or the spear hero is more superior and better. But it's like, if it's like, bitch, make a life decision. You either want to be the queen or whatever, or you just don't like me. But you didn't. But even if that's the case, and you wanted to be queen, you didn't have to do that to the shield hero to be queen. So what are you doing? But I, she's one of those characters that is doing stuff, and I don't understand why she's doing what she's doing. Like if you, like I said, if you were, if your goal is to be king or queen of the kingdom and manipulate that so that that becomes you, then what are you messing with the heroes for? And why do you continue to pick on this one particular hero? But everybody hates the shield hero for some reason. I'm still trying to find out. I'm waiting for the second season so I can find out why. But anywho, that was one of the characters that I personally don't get. And of course she was going to be a dislikable character because she cried rape. But her whole character is kind of broken. I really wish I could figure out what she was trying to do because if I'm looking at your main, one of your main evil characters and can't figure out what she's trying to do, then I figure, I figure she's not well written. Fair enough. Okay. Now we are 
pretty much two minutes away from our time limit. So, um, anything there's we got probably only here? one pink haired anime girl that I actually like. <laughs> But uh, it seems to be, it seems to be that, um, but yeah, that's about, I guess that's about it for me. I got nothing here. I'm just gonna watch more anime. (laughs) Yeah, watch more anime, guys. It's good for you. Let's have these debates again soon. Oh, yes. I'm sure we'll find something else to debate about. All right. Well, then I guess we can go ahead yeah, and sign off, then. and I this can is wrap Kit this up out. and get to work on all the fun Please. stuff afterwards. Oh, you didn't want to shout out your. Okay. Now, if you're still with us, um, that was the um, compilation of our opinion on best anime characters. Uh, we told you a little bit about the inspiration and where we got the idea from this list. It's totally Kit's idea. And it seemed like something fun to do, so I don't want to always do such heavy topics as some that I do kind of regularly. So sometimes it's nice to have something a little bit more entertaining and fun, and anime worked for me. So, interestingly enough, though, if you have some um, opinions on characters we should have included that we didn't think of or if you disagree with who we added or if you disagree with who I ranted about because I think they suck as characters feel free to send us some fa- some uh, feedback and you can send it on my website at uh, dracosden.com or on my social media at twitter instagram facebook all at dracosden um any questions comments feedback and of course if you want to help keep the show going uh, there, you know, there are the two options for you to donate. So you can always donate on Anchor or donate from a website as a one-time thing. There's a donate button right there on the homepage and on the blog page. So wherever you'd like to do so. And as you know, I give a little bit more leeway to those who um, donate as far as giving me suggestions for the show. If you have a particular topic, that's the way to assure that I'm going to have to do it, even if that means I have to research it first. With that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off and let you guys uh, go here. As I kind of have taken to saying, um, COVID is still a thing, so you keep wearing your mask, washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, stay safe. Um, Especially as we get to the holiday season, I know it's rough for a lot of us who, you know, are not able to do much on the holidays this year. You know, I personally don't have my kids with me, so um, this will be a, a unique holiday for me after the past few years. Um, but, and also, we're not really supposed to be doing large gatherings. So everybody keep safe, and I'll talk to you next time.